Welcome to episode 55 of Hobnails, Hoops, and High Cheddar, a podcast by everyday fans for everyday fans. Christian Britt, Emery Kane, Danny Rucker are here with you tonight. We are following the NFL draft. We are following Tennessee baseball. We are worried about uh, t-ball games that are upcoming and adult mm-hmm. softball games. Um, so, so far we've had 12 picks in the draft at this point. And, most and I, as a Titans fan, oh, am go definitely ahead. glad. Definitely glad that they didn't pick Will Levis. Yep. Um, so that's we've, doesn't matter really who they picked, as long as it wasn't Levis. We've all been marked safe from from being uh, dra- our team drafting Will Levis in the twenty twenty three draft. So Absolutely. we can all, we can all rest easily tonight. Uh, and you know, God bless the team that ends up think, picking that. I don't think either one of our teams has another pick this in the first round. So I think we're I think we're safe. I think we're safe from Will Levis. Got time to rest. Got time to rest. Got time to rest. So, what do you what do you guys think about your first uh, first pick for your team? I don't know anything about him. I'm just no. I, I was if they didn't go quarterback, and when I say quarterback, anyone but Will Levis, I was going to be happy if they went O line. So that was as long as they went O line. O line, yeah. It was either going to be I was fine with Stroud, or I, I honestly would have been fine with Anthony Richardson if they didn't trade up. I'd have fine with either of those guys that were not O linemen. So. I will say I don't know if you guys saw the reports at all, but this is about as this is about the best summary you can get as being a Titans fan. Is there was a report about an hour before the draft that the Titans were trading with the Cardinals to get the third pick, which would have been you know potentially been Stroud if he was available. That's what the hope was, and also DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. That was the rumor. So my night has gone from thinking I was getting DeAndre Hopkins and, and CJ Stroud. Stroud to getting getting a, Peter Skaronsky. Yeah, getting the first Caucasian person of the draft. So <laughs> that's, that's about how this is going. But at least it wasn't Will Levis. Yeah. I'm I, I was hoping that the Falcons would draft Jalen Carter. Um, but I was usually I'm very disappointed in whoever we do draft because it's someone that I've never heard of. And it's I'm okay with never hearing an offensive lineman. I'm okay with that. But like they if you pick a DB or a wide receiver or yeah. a linebacker and I've never heard of them, then probably not a good pick. But we did go with B. John Robinson, who I think is one of the best running backs to come out of college in quite a few years. So he's I'm okay probably, with that. He's probably immediately a top five NFL running back. Yeah. Maybe, that, maybe that's drastic, you know, dramatic to say. But, I mean, you start thinking of some of the guys that are older in age that are – some of the best, you know, like Derrick Henry's and stuff like that, that are getting up in age. Like he may be a tough five running back right off the bat. So that's a good. Pick. My name, my name today is Bijan Robinson. It's greater than Derrick Henry, so I changed oh. my name. So it's a stretch. It's a, it's a stretch, but <laughs> um, here's fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So, do you guys watch any of the draft outside of today? Like, are you going to watch the draft tomorrow, rounds uh, two and three, and then Saturday all the other the other Four rounds. You guys absolutely, absolutely not. No, I'm not. I don't even I'm, watch round one. No, I'm just kind of following along on like Twitter and things like. It didn't really. Even, you really don't even have to watch it. You can just every five minutes, and another one's going to pop up. Yeah. yeah, this is the first time I've probably watched mo- most of the first round, and it's only because of what could have happened. Yeah, uh, you know, potentially. So. But yeah, I won't watch again after today. I'll just keep up with it on my phone, see what happens. 
I'm, but the, I, think, I think we're all bigger college football guys than we are NFL guys yeah. in general. So I actually am probably a bigger NFL guy at this point. Just with I was about to say with uh, with fantasy football, I've just become more and more invested every year in the NFL. So I mean, I, I love college football, but I also love a lot of guys are won't don't watch NFL football because they think they're overpaid and all this other stuff, but. I love NFL football, so I watch just as much NFL as I do college football. So, what about uh, CJ Stroud having the eighteen on the was it the S two test? That's all I was. I was uh, I was kind of looking at Ryan Day. Ryan Day had like a little clip of it. He did a ton of research on it, and he was saying how it wasn't really like a question and answer type test. It was more like a reaction type test and things like that. He said that 15 of the 32 teams are the only ones that use it. So like less than half the league uses this type of test. But like I saw some other scores of like recent quarterbacks that were drafted and they were scoring like 80s and 90s. And he has an 18. He's picked number three today. Yeah, here's the here's the list of some of the top guys and their scores, okay, just to, just to put in perspective. So Bryce Young had scored a 98%. Uh, Jake Hayner from – I can't even tell who that is. Scored 96. Will Levis, 93%. Jaron Hall from BYU, 93%. Anthony Richardson, 79%. Hendon Hooker, 46%. And then you got C.J. Stroud all the way down at 18%. So, so this guy, like – it's like the kids that are in my T-cap falling asleep. He fell asleep in the in the T-cap and got an, got an 18. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, but your so, kids aren't going to get drafted third. <laughs> absolutely not. Instead, you're you're going to be the one that pays the price for them falling asleep yep. during your test. I'm, I fell out of the draft. Yep. CJ Stroud didn't. <laughs> what is what did he say after that? He said, "I don't get. I'm not getting paid to take tests. I'm getting paid to play football or something like that." Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, sounds like it sounds like uh, Cordell Jones. Is there from, is there from any Ohio other like? Yeah. Is there any other like? I don't know if I didn't do any research on it, Christian. You're the research guy. Is there any other like big name quarterbacks or big name players that had bad bad tests like this that are like so, pretty this, solid players? I think this S two is a new thing, but mm-hmm. like the Wonderlick was the thing for forever. That, yeah. And so like Vince Young is a notable guy. Um, Jamarcus Russell was a notable guy. Those, Those are guys both, lasted a while. Yeah, those are both NFL busts. <laughs> Vince Young had an okay career, but not really. And then uh, one of the most recent ones was uh, the the Ohio State guy, which is people are comparing it to this because it's Stroud. Was the Cordell Jones that ended up winning the national championship? Oh, Cardell Jones, yeah. Cardell Jones, yeah. Sorry, yeah. he he had a he had a low score, and his his comment was, uh, what was it? He goes, I, I don't even know. It's something about when he was in college. He goes, I don't even know why we still got to go to class. He goes, I came here to play football. So that's uh, yeah. similar similar quote. Yeah. But hey, I would I would have been fine to have him tonight if we weren't able to trade up for him. But hey, we'll see how it goes. Maybe maybe we'll get lucky and he'll uh, he'll be a bust because of his test scores. But so we've got a couple of basketball things to talk about before we get into you know NBA playoffs, which are you know starting to pick up as that season winds down. I want to talk about a season that's picking up, and that's Millie's T-ball league, guys. I'm one of the coaches. He's frozen. Yeah. And T-ball, uh, I don't know. I don't know anything about T-ball. So. I, I mean, I know a little bit about T-ball, but, like, I've never coached or even watched T-ball. 
until this year. And I pretty Man. much don't really do a lot of coaching. I, I just pitch to the, to the kids and then like they get six pitches or six swings. So like you, we pitch to them for a couple pitches and then if they don't hit it, we put it on the tee and they hit it off the tee. Um, it's kind of so, two outs. The six swings count as two outs. Nope. Only one. That Rarely like, does that happen. Most of the time they hit it. That sounds like pitch but, ball. That's not T-ball at all. Sounds like coach well, pitch. Hit it off the tee. It is kind of coach pitch and T-ball combined. But I don't get too worked up. I, I've been a competitive coach before, and I don't get too worked up over T-ball. But some of these some of these people are getting way too worked up. I actually had to tell a coach to calm down one time because he at three different times had pointed out, one, that one of our coaches was touching our kids in the box too much and moving them around. You're not supposed to do that. But the director said we could do that like positioning them just so they, they're not standing on home plate like this with their bat facing the pitcher, like actually just like, hey, you need to be here. You yeah. can do that. And then you're only supposed to have five infielders because if you could have all 13 in the infield, you would probably just pack them in there. Mm-hmm. And I think we had like six in there, and he said something about that. And uh, and then he said the kids were in the baseline. I said, man, you're going to have to calm down. It's not that serious. And he stopped saying anything at the rest of the day. Usually, uh, when you tell someone to calm down, in my experience, it back it's has the opposite effect. Yeah, well, he, he didn't say fires anything. them up. Yeah, he didn't say anything else. Um, but like, so like I've I've been a I've been in the sixth game so far, and uh, I think in four of the games there has been some kind of discussion between the coaches or between the coaches and the umpire where there's been some kind of argument or like a little bit of heat on the, on the top or on the, uh, on the discussion. Mm-hmm. And guys, I don't think T-ball is that serious. What do y'all think? Uh, what was your T-ball record, Danny? My t- I didn't play T-ball. Oh, and oh. So. Yeah. Um, what was your, the first year you played baseball or coach pitch? What was your record? First year I played baseball, I was nine, mm-hmm. and we won the championship, the league championship. But I think we were fifteen and three, maybe. Yeah. So you're the one guy that remembers your first year of baseball. I don't. My second I don't year, I was ten. We went to the championship. We lost yeah. the championship. And we were fourteen and four. My my only T-ball memory is yeah. that that was still. I don't even know if this was just a given at Bower Field, but we always would get a, uh, a slushy at the end of the game. <laughs> so I think, I think that was win or lose. You got a slushy yeah. at the end of the game. So that, yeah. that's my T-ball memory. So yeah, yeah, I think it's, they're probably taking a little bit too serious. Yeah. Uh, I think, I, I think at that level, we're trying to have fun. Exactly. Probably right. arguing with each other and umpires and other coaches it's probably taking the fun out of it for the kids. Yeah. And here's the thing about T-ball. Like, the coaches are so competitive, but the kids don't – like, if they field it, they don't really throw it to the bases because if you throw it, then nobody's going to catch it. So there's a lot of, like, running to the base. So let's say there's a runner on first and they hit it to the fielder. Mm-hmm. The fielder's going to try to run to first to get the out. Well, guess what that runner on second, when they go from first to second, what they're doing then? They're running to the third. They're being told to run to third. Mm-hmm. And when the the run the, the fielder touches the base and he doesn't get him out, he sees the runner going to third, so he runs across the infield to third. So guess what the runner on first does? Coach is going, go, 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 go. And, like, they're just sitting there. It's just everybody running wild. And at some point, the umpire just has to say, all right, time. But they don't. <laughs> they, just let, they just let them, like, keep running and just run all over the place. And uh, 
it's almost better if you just let the bases load up and then hope that the next kid hits it to your pitcher player and he just fields it and goes and touches home plate. Like that's almost what I found out the strategy should be. So do they still throw to some of the bases? You or can. They- you can. It's just nobody can catch it. Mm. So the best thing to do is if you can field it, hopefully you're – you know, your kid hopefully your fastest kid fields it. Where does Millie play in the field? Millie plays third base, but as in terms of fastest kids on the field, you know, if up here is your fastest kid, we're down here at the bottom. <laughs> Millie has that rucker speed. Uh, she's not, not very fast. So um, what you're saying she is she's going to have, it. She's gonna have to hit for power. She does field it. Um, but she's not very fast. And uh, now there are some kids on it that's pretty fast, but uh, it's it's almost worth. There's two things that we should do. Either do what I said is to let them load the bases, and then hopefully your next kids will hit it to your pitcher. He can just touch home. Or the max runs for, per inning is five runs. Just let the first five hitters just run and score. That way you can go in and hit quicker. That's the only <laughs> other thing to do. Um, I've even said that once or twice. Like they were they, the other day, we they had scored four runs in an inning, and they stopped the runner at third. They they made them go back, and I said, "Why would making them go back? Go ahead and score, so we can go hit." We were already down like sixteen to seven. So if we score five the next inning, we can't win anyways. Yeah. So we had to wait another five minutes on two more hitters to hit instead of just letting them score and go in and. So we're we're we are keeping score and we're get like how many outs? Three outs and three outs. Yeah, okay. you just can't score more than five in an inning, which I like that because yeah. I mean some teams just, would just it would just be a murder. Yeah. So anyway, that's my t-ball experience. I just try not to take it seriously, but it's just. I mean, is the it, fans it, are arguing with the officials too. They're yelling. Like she has a, a future in softball. Is, is this the? I don't know. Um, she likes it. Uh, time will tell. Time will tell. Time will tell. Time will tell. Uh, Christian, have y'all stopped playing softball yet? We have not. We uh, we had a game this this past week, but it was my off week uh, since we have you know seventy five players. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't play this week, and next week is the one bye week. There's somehow a bye week, even though there's four teams. Uh, <laughs> Everybody uh, gets a bye. Uh, yeah, I guess so. So uh, yeah, we have. We have three games left, and I can only play in two of them. So I've got one game, maybe two games left that I'll even play in. Uh, and we we lost this week too. I don't even know what the final score was this week. It's probably like nineteen to one or something. I think it was. I think it was like fifteen to one. I think it was something to one. We we always score one run. I mean, it's just like <laughs> I think it's just like a, a charity run that they just they give up. Now, did Adam like, play uh, in this last game? Because it seems like you and him are the only ones that can produce any. Yeah, runs. no, Adam didn't play either. Most of the most of the guys I normally like I got with the league with they most I think only two of them actually played this week. So I guess we'll be back in it. the the eighteen will be back next week. That way we can we instead of losing fifteen to one we can lose fifteen to two. So. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little NBA basketball playoffs. Bucks are out. Uh, Cavs are out. That's Cavs was one of my picks that could possibly make a run. They're out. Uh, looks like the Grizzlies are on their way out. The Lakers can finish them off. I mean, so many of these teams that were favored are heading out. And we actually posed this question. Uh, we saw this on a Twitter account, which I wanted to talk about this. I didn't put it on there. But uh, Nick Wright had made a video saying, at what? why aren't we at the point now where the number one seed can draft their playoff opponents? 
And you guys said we should talk about this. And I do want to talk about this. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like when your coach gets to pick the free throw shooter on the other team. You're you're gonna pick the like if somebody gets injured and you get to pick the shooter, you always want to pick the the worst shooter, but guess what's gonna happen with that shooter? He's gonna knock down both. Both free throws. So like if you pick your opponent, that's just gonna fuel that opponent more. And I think that I think it's going to be used more. It's going to be more detrimental to you. So I don't. I don't think that's a good idea. I think you should just play with whoever you know gets seated with. You get seated with. I think that Nick Wright says some of the dumbest things that have ever been said in sports media, and this specific thing that he said is probably one of the most creative and best ideas I've ever heard for NBA basketball, because I think it solves all but solves the issues with the regular season. Like we're seeing it right now with the way the seedings are that teams can, I think it's it's essentially the reason that there's so many upsets right now is teams can essentially take it easy. A lot of times during the regular season. And as long as they get in no harm, no foul, you know, they'll be able to make up for it. Whereas if the top seeds didn't just have high seeds, but then get matched up with the, like right now, if you, if you're a top seed in either side, you, you're potentially getting matched up with the Miami Heat. We see how good they are. The the freaking Los Angeles Lakers and the Golden State Warriors, defending champions. Those are two low seeds right now. Those are six, seven, and eight seeds. If you made it this way, I mean, I can guarantee you that the the Bucks would not have drawn the Heat in the first round. And I, I think I just think it's cool. I think it it makes it way more rewarding that than the than the current setup because it's almost just a game of chance. I mean, you saw how close the West was. You know, it almost gives more, more, uh, I guess, more power to the the lower seeds to be able to somewhat control their own destiny because they they could just lose games at the end, and the higher seeds they've already you know locked up the one seed, the two seed, the three seed, whatever. Like yeah. that's what happened at the end. It, the the West one, two, and three was locked up. They yeah. did everything they could, and then the Lakers and and the Warriors they were able to sit guys and maneuver games to get a more favorable matchup. That's crazy. I mean, how are you giving power to the low seeds? I, I think, like I said, I think Nick Wright has a lot of dumb things. I don't know that this will ever happen because it seems like, it, you know, it just seems crazy. It'd be, it'd just be a huge, you know. Like the one gets to pick first and the yeah, two gets it, to pick it, and it would the just three be gets to crazy, pick. But I think yeah. it would be awesome. I think it would I think it would help a lot of the issues with the whole regular season not meaning as much. Like, yeah. Guys think, sitting games and guys wouldn't yeah. sit as many games. Uh, I mean, there's not a worse or less meaningful regular season in all sports than the NBA right now. I mean, you could almost argue even more so than than like baseball. You know, like baseball even feels feels like even though they have 162 games, it just feels like the NBA regular season is almost meaningless. Yeah, I mean, I when I first saw that, when I think did you send it, Christian? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, when when Christian sent it and I first watched it, I was like, "This is might be the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen." And then all these upsets started happening. And I started yeah. thinking, like, mm-hmm. man, my you know, Miami didn't like Jimmy Butler, like was hurt a, a lot, and like all these guys that have been hurt. Kawhi sits a lot. Paul George has been hurt a lot. I mean, I know they they lost, but um, like LeBron sat a lot. Like, there's a bunch of guys that sat a lot, and then like you said, they end up getting like the five or six seed. Mm-hmm. And they're matched up to somebody that's, you know, has played their guys all year or has been at least healthy all year. Um, and I just, it's, it's, re- it's not rewarding the one, twos, and threes for, 
they you know locking yeah. those seats up. I don't I don't think it's a ridiculous take, but I would yeah. hate to be the one seed that had to be pick. like yeah. who do you pick? Because you're like, oh my gosh, who do I go with? And as soon as you go with somebody, like it's just automatic fuel for that team. Uh, so I just and then you would lose and it would be like, oh, they get to pick their opponent and they lost. You'd never hear the end of it. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. would just it would be awful. I'd I'm not opposed to it because I think it's a it's a you know fascinating concept, but I just wouldn't want to be that number one. Um, pick. I think now, what about if college if the college football playoff did that? Mm-hmm. You got to four, pick. pick your sides, yeah, <laughs> that'd be crazy because be, really be there's not a lot of injury yeah. issues like that. Like, yeah, pretty much who you play with, yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah, but yeah. then I mean, there's always going to be an argument of who's that one. It's pretty easy in the NBA, like NBA's that's true, pretty, you know. I mean, it's, it's yeah, because. That's true. Like yeah. with none of those guys, like the top four this year, none of those played each other in the regular season. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be hard for them. I, it'd, be, it'd be pretty cool, but it'd be hard for. There's always an argument of who should be number one. Yeah, number I, I don't think it should go into many different sports. I think a lot of sports have a setup where the regular season means enough to where they it's it's okay, like the way yeah. it is. I think it takes a sport like the NBA, which where they have a they have a real issue with the regular season, yeah. where this could potentially be a fix to that. It may not. I mean, it could just be a catastrophe and not ever work. It's probably never going to happen regardless. You know, we're just talking about it, you know, because it was an interesting idea, but I I don't know. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be interesting. And I know they're trying to do like a lot more things like Adam Silver's talking about the mid season tournaments next year. And those are supposed to be, you know, a lot different and supposed to be spiced up to be more entertaining. So I don't know if any, the, the NBA is probably the most progressive league when it comes to changes and stuff. So I could see yeah. them doing it out of any league, but we'll see. I don't, I don't think like, obviously it doesn't mean as much the, the home court advantage doesn't mean as much because you're in theory, if you're in a seven game series, like you just have to run one game on the road. I mean, so, I mean, I guess it's the same in MLB and, but like in the NFL, like you have to win that. It's a one, it's one game. So like, Home field, like home field advantage, means more in the NFL. Like getting that one seed means a lot more. Like in the NBA, like <clears throat> I'm still getting three games at home no matter what. So what if, what if they change? You know, it's a seven game series. Like <clears throat> if you're the low seed, especially at least the first round, like you only get two games at home. Five five games will be at the higher seed. Two games at two games at home. Or you pick, or you get to pick how you how you get your your games. four home games or something like. Yeah. You know, because it's almost sometimes it's a disadvantage for the home team yeah. to get the first two games. You know, like if you yeah. come out slow and drop a game, yeah, you've, you've immediately lost your home court advantage. I've always thought that's that's interesting. You know, I mean, that way team still has to take and it one. Used to be, I think they they obviously changed it, but it used to be two three two. It is. So you yeah. play two at home, and then you go play three on the road. That's awful if you're the that's if you're the higher seed. Yeah. Baseball yeah. baseball still does also yeah, does the two three two two three two. So like if you do if you lose one. As the home mm-hmm. seed, like you're, yeah. you got to play the next three away, and you could yeah. get swept on the road, and you lose your home court advantage right there. Yeah, so I, I, say, like, I, mean, I like the two two one one one. Yeah, but I think it'd be interesting to play with, like, because obviously those guys, like the Warriors, like they they've had a terrible, you know, road record. But obviously they don't care if they were sitting guys and trying to maneuver their spot, you know, at, at the end. But you know, they just get all they're saying is, hey, we've we're really good at home. We just got to win one on the road. But if you go, all right, you go, you only get two games on the road or two games at home and the other team gets five. Then 
They're, yeah. I mean, that that would especially maybe just do it the first round, and then after that, change it back to it's what it's normally is. But that would put more emphasis on having to win those, you know, getting a higher seed. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna write I'm gonna write the league office on that. <laughs> um, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, how are they going to be injured the entire time that they play? What's what's, in, what's interesting? I just saw this today. I don't know if you guys saw it. I meant to send it to you guys. But I don't think I did. You know, those two guys sitting out all – this goes back to everything we've talked about. Uh, Lawrence Frank, who used to be a coach in the NBA, is a Clippers executive, and he said we have to get back to honoring and respecting the regular season. And he has the he has the guy that sits out the most in the league on his team. <laughs> I just thought that was interesting. But, I mean, I don't think – I mean, Kawhi Leonard had that torn meniscus. Joel Embiid, I think two seasons ago, played the entire playoffs – didn't miss a game with a torn meniscus. Like you can well, play this, this is his first round. There was so many big name players that were yeah, sitting, out. sitting out. Yeah. And but think of like how much how much did Kawhi Leonard play during the year? How many how many times did he play two games in one week? Much less three games in yeah. one week. I, I can't I probably you probably couldn't count any week that he played three games in a week. And that's what the playoffs are. There you you yeah. play every other night. And he's not ready to play because he's, his body, yeah. he's sat. Yeah, he played fifty total games. He's not yeah. ready to play because he played on a Monday, and then he sat the Wednesday game, and then maybe he played the Sunday night, and then he might have played Wednesday. And then he didn't play again for a week and a half. Like it's you're not ready to go Monday, Thursday, Saturday, back to Monday again. Yeah. So if, if you're the if you're the Clippers right now, and you get to make decisions for them. You've got PG, Kawhi, Russell Westbrook going into the next season, and some other pieces here and there. What do you do? You try to trade? Do you you run it back? What do you do? I don't know. I think I. I mean, I think you honestly them. with. I mean, I, I think that obviously the the talent level says keep them, but if these guys are just going to stay, like Paul George, ever since he had that freak accident, has kind of stayed hurt. Kawhi stays hurt. I think Paul uh, I George think played more than Kawada. Kawada. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, I think I almost want to be like, God, I'm tired of these guys not playing. Like, we're just blowing this up. Like, if I was the owner, if I was the Clippers owner, I'd be like, we're blowing this up. First of all, if I'm the Clippers owner, I'm not trading to get Kawhi. He's this dude never plays. I would be like, we're not, I'm not going through that. We're, we're going to pick guys that are going to play and want to be out yeah. there. I used to think he was worth the risk yeah. back when, when, because I mean, he, they got him from Toronto. And you know, back then he was. I mean, he, you know, he I wonder how many the, games. I wonder how many games. Keep talking, sir. I was just wondering how good. many games he played with Toronto. Yeah, with Toronto. I'm looking up. Yeah, I'm here, looking up. Here, I've got it. It's he played 60 games. This is his totals from since his, his last year in San Antonio when he was hurt. He played nine games only the whole season. Jeez. Toronto, he played 60. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's the most he's played since then. It goes 57, 52. Didn't play last year. 52 this year. So he's not even surpassed 60 so games. What, yeah, what the year that they won the championship, he played 60. 60. Yep. 62. He played 60 the year they that that he won it with Toronto. Yeah. So he played 75% of the games. That would be like Acuna playing 120 of the games. Yeah, like that's never happening. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean they I, might they might sit out. If they're not injured, they might sit out four or five. Might. Yeah. Playing. Yeah. So, I mean, 75, that's, I mean, 
or 12 NFL or you're playing 12 NFL games. It's like you're sitting out four NFL games. Yeah. You're sitting, out a, you're sitting out a month of NFL games. He's, yeah. he's basically, so he's, out he's what, probably games. sitting out a he's month. Probably sat out yeah, six weeks of Yeah. Six weeks of NBA. Yeah. yeah. And here's the thing you, people forget about it. If you are healthy and ready to go by playoff time, but I mean, he missed their last three games in a, in a, Playoff series against Kevin Durant. I mean, how do you? That would be that would be like me, me and Danny missing forty five days of school. Yeah, that would be like yeah. you know, me and Christian missing every other podcast, letting you do this by yourself. <laughs> I mean, that's how integral. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're Russell Westbrook in this scenario. Yeah, I am <laughs> Russell Westbrook in this. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's incredible. Just yeah. I just at some point somebody's got to say, look him in the I, eye and say. I didn't think I need some load, load management teacher days. I, I yeah. need some load management teacher days. Yeah. I don't. I don't do back to backs. Yeah. Speaking of that, I took a half day yesterday. Yeah. And uh, played some golf, and it was raining, so I played at Creekside, and I was the only person on the course the entire three hours it was out there. I was. It was great. There were some holes I was playing two different balls. I would just hit them both off the tee mm. and I would just go to both and just hit it. Like I was like playing like two different ones. You're playing best ball by yourself. <laughs> Not really best ball. I was playing both balls. So like I would hit both of them and I would just hit one, hit another one. Then I would put one, put one. So shot a, shot a 90, 91, not too bad. You shot pretty good on the front now though. What'd you shoot on the front? I shot a 43 on the front. I had a birdie on one. But back now, I was getting, getting tired. Just getting tired. Just had to shoot even on the back, and you just shot under eighty. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't do that. Not that good. Not that good yet. <laughs> All right, next topic. We're going to talk a uh, transfer portal, which we talk about frequently. But guys, this yeah. is absurd. The number of uh, Colorado Buffaloes that have gone into the transfer portal. I saw last saw number I saw was fifty five. Total Colorado players that have entered the transfer portal. And I don't know if you guys saw that uh, Dion went on Pat McAfee's show yesterday Mm. and was just like laughing about it. And uh, what's his plan? Has he brought in 55 other guys? He has not. I don't think he's brought in 55 other guys. I can't imagine he has. I saw a couple of guys commit this in the last two days, but it's not been it's, as many as I've left. I think it's literally a couple though. Like yeah. it's, I, I, don't, I think maybe, I've seen maybe two. three, maybe three. Maybe three yeah. yeah. But I mean, his, I think his top two wide receivers left a guy he brought from Jackson state left. Yeah. I saw that. What the, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, what, what, what could he have not liked? He's already he's already done it. Yeah, he already knew what was going <laughs> to happen. He's been like Colorado. Yeah, he got up there. It's too cold. He's like, I'm out of here. Yeah. I, I think his. Uh, I think it's a lot of people are saying, like trying to defend him, saying, well, they just you know some people just can't handle how tough he he is. I don't know that it's like this. You know, a lot of times we think of like the Bell checks when we talk about like or the Popoviches, like oh he just coaches tough. Like yeah. some guys just aren't built for it. I think Dion is doing things that are less strategic and and constructive and just bizarre like yeah. i saw a video where it was like he was talking about numbers okay like numbers for jerseys he said uh nobody wears number zero because if you wear zero that means you're nothing so why would you want to be nothing and he said number one you don't get to pick that i hand that jersey out because that's number one number two that goes to the quarterback doesn't matter who wins which is just you know very convenient since his 
Sun was Sun, number two, yeah. you know, Jackson State. But <laughs> so number two goes to the quarterback, whoever he may be named, which is going to be his son. Yeah, yeah, he was just like, yep, zero. Nope, no one gets that number because that means you're nothing. Nobody here is nothing. Number where, one, I, I get where, it. Yeah. Where every other program in America, they have mul- like multiple guys are wearing zero. Like, yeah, there's like a, a guy on offense and a guy on defense, like is wearing zero. And then there may be a special teams guy that also wears zero. Like, he can yeah. walk in and be like, all right, guys, we got 70 of you, but there's only 11 numbers. Yeah, exactly. so we're going <laughs> to use those 11 twice. And pretty Everybody much 22 are going to play. <laughs> Yes, he's but 55 guys. Is a, people were saying that Mel Tucker like cleaned house at Michigan State, but I don't remember. Like, there would have been the news about just like there is about Dion, like 55 guys in the portal. Maybe you clean house, but I mean, how many guys are normally on the roster? Like 90 guys, yeah. Like, on, on, uh, on, to on me, a what it looks like is he's purposely driving people out, even though some of these kids actually may help them, yeah. He's purposely driving everybody out so that way he can kind of say, look what I did. I brought in all these players and got the trash yeah. out of here. Even though probably half those guys aren't trash, they're probably good players, but he's just probably forced them out even I, though they wanted to play there. I also saw like several guys say that he, they wouldn't release the film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, and, one, yeah and, one, and one of the guys, like it was like a tight end or something, and people were like, oh, this guy couldn't play anywhere. Like people are make like kind of making fun of this guy because he wants his film, and they're like, "Oh, you you you're the guy that quit." He's like, "No, like I got cut. Like I couldn't. Like Dion told me, like to you have to enter. Like you're not playing here. You you have to enter the transfer portal. Like and then we'll you, cut a, yeah film. yeah cut a guy and then like even guys that are like so I saw obviously I follow a lot of Georgia people. Like one of the guys that follows Georgia is like Kirby's like real tight to like doesn't let reporters into practice. Like he's keeps everything like super tighten it and they're like he even like kirby lets kids have their film like when they're transferring like he yeah. like you see kids posting their film like that are transferred like georgia transfers like obviously like that's a pretty common practice like if your kids in the transfer portal you let them have their film so they can go somewhere else mm-hmm. so like you said somebody said one of you said like he's doing some gotta be doing some really weird things for 55 yeah. guys to leave yeah i'm curious i don't i don't think the uh i think the dion experiment could eventually maybe work potentially i think he, he yeah. could potentially make them better than they were because they were so bad but i know I, if i had to bet anything right now i would say that this first year is going to be a uh be bad. A, a bit of a bust yeah to say the least well people are going oh they were one in 11 they gotta clean i mean there have been plenty of teams where like guys have come in and turned the program around that were one in 11 didn't have 55 guys in their transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, next segment is Emory's new segment. Yeah. Uh, so explain that a little bit for us. So this came about my idea came about it. I'm in, I'm in a group chat with four other high school basketball coaches. They're all girls coaches. Obviously when I was a, a girls coaches, when we started this chat, but, uh, they they originally posed a question said like the the bad boy pistons do you think the bad boy pistons could play in today's era and all of them were like no 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 and then i said um well i said well i think rodman could play like draymond's role and you know if he were to you know come up when draymond did like he's probably more athletic just a good defender better rebounder i think his uh I think his offensive skills would have been more developed because he would have had to 
develop his offensive skills. So these guys, so I've been messing with them even now because they all say Draymond, Draymond's way better. Like I'm like, yeah, he's probably better now, but I'm saying Robin could have been do what Draymond does. So the segment is I'm going to pick two two players like a Draymond and a Robin, and you guys have to pick. Um, you guys have to pick who you would take based on their careers. You can base it on their main, mainly based on their careers, but uh, you can do it off the field stuff. Like however you guys want to decide, you pick which guy you would take. Okay. All right. So and I, and I pulled up stats on both of these guys. Um, so, I was initially going to go with an NBA matchup just because the I started with a Rodman Draymond. So this could be we're going. NBA, NFL, MLB. I'm going to pick two guys. You guys pick who they are. So I was originally going NBA, um, but I decided um, in honor of the NFL draft tonight, it's going to be an NFL. Um, two NFL guys. Two quarterbacks. Uh, the two guys are Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. Which which one would you pick? And I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about stats after you guys talk. I'll let you think a second. Or do you want stats? Do you want stats or you would just want to? No, I think we need to wait after after our picks. Okay. All right. So who wants to go first? Now, this is just like if I need a quarterback for my team and here's the two I get to pick from. Yeah, you get from, day, you get from day one. So their career's from day one. Like you're not – it's not like I get to pick them in year seven of their – or whatever. So if I, if I had this quarterback from day one, which one would you pick? Mm, I mean – so I can't really take into account what they've done in the NFL. Like I have to take them as like they're a college player. No, no. Like you, you can take into account that what, what, like if you knew, so somehow you traveled in the future, you knew this is what Drew Brees was going to do. This is what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. Then you can travel back. I get to pick that guy. I mean, I'd probably pick Drew Brees. Okay. And the reason being, well, I mean, I think character says a lot about your quarterback position. It just seems like Drew Brees has a ton more, you know, character and qualities of, of a leader. And Aaron Rodgers is kind of like his own person. And I don't really have anything personally against Aaron Rodgers. I think he's a good quarterback. But if I had to pick one, I don't know, I'm going to pick the guy I think kind of leaves it all out there and hard on the sleeve, Drew Brees type guy. That's, I mean, I, I saw like his retirement ceremony when. I think it was Jeff Saturday. No, it wasn't Jeff Saturday. Who was the one that uh, it was like a lineman or something that had played with him all those years, and he was just like pretty much crying at how like Drew Brees treated everybody, you know, from the bottom up. And probably have to go with like, like a Drew Brees like that, and that's why. So I actually, I actually saw the stat comparison on this Emory, so I know the 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 surprise stats. But I, regardless of that, mm. I think I still go. I th- I think Aaron Rodgers, even though he's Kind of, a, he's become a basket case off the field the last few years. I think I'd like to think that I would, if I were picking him, I'd put more talent around him to be able to win. And so, because of that, I would pick Aaron Rodgers. I just think he's more of a dominant guy. I think he can pick up slack when this, this team can't necessarily pick up a lot of the slack. You know, Breeze had a good defense all yeah. the years that he was good and. Aaron Rodgers has never really had that loaded of a team, and especially never had many weapons. So yes, his uh, defense has been pretty good about the last three years. It has been pretty good the last. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's it's always started out super highly rated, and then ended up not being as highly rated at the end of the year, though. But mm-hmm. but st- I, I'd pick Aaron Rodgers. 
You pick Aaron Rodgers. So if I had to pick, obviously I'd pick both of these guys, but I would I would go with Danny as well. I would pick Drew Brees. Um, similar reasons, character issues. But I also think both of those guys, um, I looked at looked these up. I don't think both of those both of those guys haven't had super talented receivers at all all the time. Um, and a lot of people can say, oh, like Drew Brees had Jimmy Graham, but what has Jimmy Graham done since He's left that. I mean, he's played with the Green Bay and hasn't been as nearly successful with Green Bay as he has with um, as he was with the Saints. Um, I would say probably the most successful guy that's left um, either one of those guys would be Devontae Adams. And so Devontae, I think Devontae Adams probably the out of both of those guys. I'd tell you Drew Brees' touchdown passes. Marcus Colston was his number one. Jimmy Graham was number two. Lance Moore. Michael Thomas is a pretty good guy. Obviously, Robert Meacham. Brent, Antonio Gates is actually number five on his list, and he played with him in um, San Diego. Uh-huh. Um, so I think I think another reason why I would go with Drew Brees too is because he, um, you know, he he basically got pushed to the side when the Chargers drafted Philip Rivers, and basically people thought his career was over. I think he messed his shoulder up, um, so. Kind of started from nothing with um, with the Saints too, so I'll go with Drew Brees. So let's look at some stats. Um, this is surprising. I've seen this. Um, so we'll go with the re- regular season stats to begin with. I didn't realize Drew had played this many more. Drew's played two hundred eighty-seven games. Aaron Rodgers two hundred thirteen. So that's like three seasons worth of games, I guess. Um, Drew Brees has one hundred seventy-two wins. Aaron Rodgers one hundred thirty-nine. Um, Aaron Rodgers' winning percentage is 67%. To Drew's is 60. Um, completion percentage, that's a, always a big one. 67% from Drew Brees, 65 from Aaron Rodgers. Touchdown passes, obviously Drew's played a lot more, 571 to 449. This is one uh, is pretty crazy. Interceptions thrown. Drew Brees, 243. Aaron Rodgers, 93. Dang. Um, both got one Super Bowl ring, right? Both have one Super Bowl ring. That's kind of why I picked those guys. Like, both are widely considered, like, two of the best to ever do it. Um, obviously not the best, but two of the two of the best quarterbacks um, ever, and they both just have one Super Bowl ring. Um. So yeah, so uh, Aaron Rodgers has more um, more touchdown passes in the playoffs and played less games. Actually, he's played two, four more games actually. So I mean, this, that's a pretty close one. I, I felt like, um, but my thing is off off the field. I wouldn't want to deal with Aaron Rodgers as a GM. If I'm a GM picking picking a team, I'm like Rucker. I'm going to go with a guy that's probably going to be cohesive than what Aaron Rodgers has done in the last few years. Yeah, he kind of – I think he, he wasn't like that when he had, like, other guys that were, like, vets that were, like, big leaders. Like, when some of those guys on defense were still there, like, yeah. you know, Matthews and um, – I'm forgetting some of the other ones on there. The One, one of them is the one that's on, a sh- on, on uh, the, the McAfee show all the time. I can't remember his name. 
AJ, AJ Hawk. Hawk. Yeah. Like when guys like that were there, that were other like powerful veteran leaders there, like it feels like Aaron Rodgers wasn't the same basket case he is now, but now it feels like he's the only, Since he is the vet. leader. Then, yeah. He's yeah. like the vet, the only leader. And it's just a bunch of, like, you know, unproven guys around him. It yeah. seems like he's just kind of become this, you know, in his own headspace. He's like the Kyrie Irving of football. At least he plays every game. I'll, I'll give that an that's, true. That. that's true. Um, I, I feel like, too, Drew Brees is – like the Chargers were – I'm pretty sure the Chargers were terrible when he was there. And he he made him – you know, he helped them be pretty decent. Now, also, the Saints were terrible when he first got there. Um, I felt like – I don't. I wouldn't say that Rodgers took over just a juggernaut with the Packers. But, I mean, he took over – I mean, he did have to follow in Brett Favre's footsteps, but I mean, I feel like he had a pretty decent team around him when he took over. Yeah. What's the next one? The next one. You want to do one? I was just gonna do. Well, then I'll do one more. Um, okay. The next one is this: is two football guys, too, um, Arch Manning and uh, Stetson Bennett. Which, which <laughs> college college careers. Go ahead. Um, we judged it off of spring games. I'm going to have to go Stetson Bennett. <laughs> if we judge it off of career, I'm going to have to go Stetson Bennett. Yeah. If we judge it off of pedigree, I'm probably going to have to go Manning. Yeah. What <laughs> would you judge it off of uh, DUI rest in Dallas? Uh, Manning. Yeah. Manning. <laughs> so they're kind of even. Both of them are kind of they're even. They're kind, kind of even. Um, no, I'll do, I'll do one more. This is going to be an NBA one. I haven't looked up stats on this, but we'll do one more since we're – we're a little short on on time. Uh, we'll go. This is one I looked up uh, as well. I'll go. Um, I, I haven't looked up stats, and I, I looked them up earlier in the week. But two guys that their careers did overlap, but not by a ton. Maybe four or five years. I mean, I look up stats while you guys are talking about them. Um, I'm going to go Kevin Garnett and Carl Malone. Who would you take? Mm-hmm. Kevin Garnett, Carmelo. Hmm. Play in today's game. Which one would I take? Uh, yeah, I, yeah. If you, I, I'm probably going to pick Garnett on that one. I think he has more of a like a think, bad bad boy mentality where he's it doesn't matter to him who you are. I, I don't think Carmelo was like that either, but I just I just think that like if I'm if I'm Want to stand behind somebody in a fight? I'm standing behind Garnett. <laughs> That's what You're I'm going. behind Garnett. Yeah. Malone's a big dude, though. God, he he's, is. He's Malone huge. is a big guy. I'd, I'd yeah. go Garnett too, but I think it's just because he does. He'd be a little better at creating his own. His Plus, own Carl buckets. Malone impregnated a 13 year old, so you really can't trust his judgment. <laughs> it's fair. So plus with, Garnett, plus with Garnett, anything is possible. That's true. Anything is possible. So here's some of the here's some of the breakdown. The good thing about doing NBA guys, have you ever looked at uh, landofbasketball.com? Yeah, where you can compare two guys. Yeah, you compare two guys. You can compare two teams. You can like yeah. it's it's pretty cool. So that's pretty the good thing about land. So NBA championships. Kevin Garnett obviously had one, but uh, I would say that Carmelo Malone would probably have three if it weren't for. I mean, you can do ifs and buts all day long, but if there was no Michael Jordan. Carmelo probably has three. So, um, and Kevin Garnett had to team up with uh, Ray Allen and Paul Pierce to get his. So it wasn't like he did it with the T Wolves. Uh, All Star Games, which is, I'm not a big fan of using that as a comparison. 
um, because it's fan voted and fans can vote. We, t- we talked about this at the MLB All-Star Game. Like fans can vote 7,000 times. So um, All-Star Games, Carl Malone at 14, Kevin Garnett 15. MVP, season MVPs, Carl Malone 2, Kevin Garnett 1. This is I didn't I did not realize this would be this big of a discrepancy. All NBA first teams, Carmelo eleven, Kevin Garnett four. All NBA this is total selections. Kevin Garnett so all NBA teams first second. Do they do a third team? I know they do first and second team. Uh, well, they, do, they do third now. They do a third team. Carmelo. I don't know if they always did it back then, but they yeah. definitely do. Carmelo fourteen, Kevin Garnett nine. All defensive first team selections, Kevin Garnett nine, Carmel on three. All defensive team selections overall, 12 for Kevin Garnett, Carmel on four. Defensive players of the year, one for Kevin Garnett. And rebounds leaders, Kevin Garnett four. Carmel on had zero defensive player of the years and zero rebounds leaders, um, which is kind of crazy because Carmel on averaged more by 0.1, but. Carmelo averaged ten point one rebounds per game in his career, and Kevin Garnett averaged ten. Well, here's here, here's one interesting thing about Carmelo. I had to look it up because I wanted to stat check it. But so you know, we just talked about Kawhi Leonard. Is he, he the went, fourth fourth all time leading scorer? Carmelo third or fourth? I think he's, he's fourth. Yeah, I think so. He's up there. But so we just talked about Kawhi Leonard, who one of the most recent seasons played fifty games for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. So that means he's missed thirty two games. Yeah. In eighteen seasons, Carmelo missed thirty two games. <laughs> That's so great. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard just a couple seasons ago missed, missed more games, more games than that season than Carmelo did eighteen seasons. Yeah, and, and Stockton I think missed like even less than that. So those guys, that's one thing about those guys that they were they were always available. It was pretty pretty insane. So you take yeah, that that's what, like people are saying. So what Carmelo played nineteen seasons. Like the the whole thing about the 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 sitting out is for longevity, like to make your career longer. And Carmelo did it in 19 seasons. Like I think it's with probably less technology and probably he probably wasn't doing all the things to, for his body that those guys were. I mean, he was huge too. So he's a physical guy. Yeah. I mean, it essentially, it essentially disproves any kind of theory about, you know, load management, you know, I mean, he's kind of an outlier, I guess, to an extent, but I mean, he's, he definitely proves, I mean, because he played in the trenches mm-hmm. in some of the toughest er- eras of basketball, and it, you know, being a big man, like that was when big men's were, you know, big men were a big thing, and uh, yeah, so it's pretty interesting. Average, yeah. I didn't realize Carmelo averaged twenty five points a game for his career. It's crazy. That's pretty impressive for a pow- like a power, like he's a back to the basket. I mean, not no pick and roll guy, but I mean, pick and roll. There's a ton of pick and roll guys now that don't average twenty five a game. I guess that's why Stockton. Has a, an assist record that'll never be broken. That'll never be touched. Never yeah. be touched. All right, I got a comparison for you guys. Yes, tell me yeah. who you pick. All right, uh, Marcel Ozuna this year, or me, my senior year of high school. Who would you rather <laughs> have on your NBA on your MLB team? MLB team. I would still pick Marcel Ozuna because <laughs> yeah, he's oh he's batting no eighty five this year. There's no with two two home runs and two total RBIs. So he's only driven in himself twice in fifty nine at bats <laughs> as the DH. He's the designated hero. That's all he does. He's designated to just hit, just and he's hitting oh eighty five. Whereas I, I struck out three times in high school my senior year. That's it. Yeah, but I'm you weren't. You weren't. You, 
I don't think you were seeing like 95 mile an hour fastballs every guy day, from right? Eagleville could throw 90, 91. Yeah, but you're not, to the pitcher to how many? <laughs> you're not uh, Ozuna from the Braves. I'm Ozuna from the Braves. Uh, it's pitiful. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know why we still have him. I don't either. We must owe him a lot of money. Yeah, they can't All get right. If we trade him, we're gonna have to pay him anyway. Or yep. if we cut him, we're still gonna have to pay him. Might as well make him play a little bit. All right, shorter episode. That's gonna be it for episode fifty-five. Before we uh, head out, do you guys have anything else to add? I don't think so. What do you guys like the new second? You like the the pick? Yeah, I like talking about it. I like not knowing. Yeah, yeah. To talk about that. We're officially at pick twenty-one, and Will Levis has still not been picked. That's uh, is he is he in the green room? I hope he's in the green he room. He is. He's, yeah, he's there. Oh, he's oh he's there. Family oh, and all. Yeah. I hope he doesn't yeah. go first round at all. Also, shout out to Tennessee didn't baseball. Did that after. happen to uh, Aaron Rodgers? Didn't he fall to the second round? No, he he, he got drafted like, in the first. He was just late. He was, was just real late. Like he's like the only guy step. left, right? Yeah, he's one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was like he got drafted like 20, 24th or twenty eighth or something, but he yeah. was supposed to be like top six. Yeah. Yeah, that's a long time, though. I mean, it's a it's a long it, time to sit there. It sounds yeah. like not that many picks, but it's a long time. Yeah, because every team is taking five minutes, at least five minutes. Yeah, that's until the pick yeah. is in, and then there's probably four or five, oh, three, yeah. four minutes before they announce it. I mean, so yes. Listen, listen to this. I just saw this on Sports Center on their Twitter account. According to ESPN Analytics, this was 20 minutes ago. There was a 92 percent chance that Will Levis was going to be picked in the top 10. 92 percent chance. People probably started to look at stats and like, well, started, they started watching game film today and they're like, oh my gosh, this guy can't completing things during actual competition. So, to put in perspective how long this draft takes, we we started right before the 12th pick of Jameer Gibbs yeah. and, and they just now picked the 20th pick. So, what is yeah. that? That's eight picks. Nine, eight, nine eight picks, picks in 53 for, minutes. Yeah. Yep. All so, right. Well, that's, that's going to it. be it for episode 55. If you don't have anything else, we'll see you next time.